Adrenaline running through my veins and my skeleton when you say my name and the high no it never goes away hello tampa bay i'd like to say hello to wmnf 88.5 here at fire and ice podcast today we have again another business segment of how we can get money for the black businesses And I hope that there are a lot of businesses out there that want to start up and do business in the black community. It is a quest of mine to try to build a roadmap um, to uh, resources and funding that will allow us to get those things we need to start black businesses, to hire black people, to um, become independent, and to do for self. So today I have Black Business Investment Funding here with us, and the executive director is Ms. Tanisha Peters. Ms. Tanisha Peters has been with the organization for about a year and a half, and she is doing wonderful things for us. So I'm going to let her... um, Introduce herself and tell us more about the BBIF. So thank you for being here, Ms. Peters. Well, hello there. My name is again Tarnisha Peters. I am the regional director for BBIF, which is Black Business Investment Fund. I have been with them for a little over a year, and BBIF has been in existence for over 35 years. And I would like to basically talk about how we were started. We were started a part of the Florida statute to help black small businesses to not only grow and expand their businesses, but provide funding for them to support them in their endeavors, as well as to support them within the community. So we have over about seven loan products and 51% of our dollars have to go to black businesses. And our loan products consist of a black business loan fund, a contract financing loan fund, a small business loan fund, micro loans, as well as new market tax credits. And within Tampa Bay alone, we have already given $40 million towards new market tax credits. We also have a general business loan fund and a veterans loan fund. In addition to loans, we also provide free technical assistance, and technical assistance consists of um, financial literacy, one-on-one consultings with our consultants, as well as our CPAs that we have in-house. And then we also provide opportunities for them to attend our webinars, which is also free training. Okay, so um, I want to break down those um, programs and, mm-hmm. and try to pull out some of the specialties in it. Um, can, can you just first for me, I'm going to jump to this, the definition that your organization or the federal uh, guidelines for small businesses. Define what is a small business, please. So small business is anyone that actually has a LLC or a S Corp. They have been certified with the state as having a small business. And some actually that have a sole proprietorship. So we do identify those businesses as long as they are certified within the states that they are currently residing or doing business. 
Are those the only businesses you um, engage with, the ones that are certified with the state? Well, if they are not certified with the state, we do talk to them in regards to supporting them with our financial literacy. So if they are a startup and they're thinking about going into having their own business, we do provide services and support for that as well. Like if they need help with a business plan, if they need help with their personal finances to make sure that they have the capacity and or skin in the game to start a business. So do I hear you saying they do not have to be a certified certified with the state? Or- in order for us to support and help them? Yes, we can have a conversation and mm-hmm. work with them as well as start having them within our um, consultants. They can be able to help them as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that I, I like to be real clear. So you... You like to deal with business that is certified with the state to do business. Well, we ha- that's the only way we're able to fund. Okay. So okay. if they're looking for funding, mm-hmm. then yes, they have to be a business this- owner and such as an LLC okay. or an S-Corp or okay. any of those businesses okay. that obviously is certified with the state. Now, as far as nonprofit, we take that on a a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. And um, we do partner with organizations such as the Community Loan Fund, who actually provide Mm -hmm. dollars to nonprofit organizations. So we do have partnerships. And one of the things that I do like about my organization is that we're not a one-stop shop. We're not a, a... buy-in, end-all type organization, what we do provide is also resources. Mm -hmm. Because if we can't help you, we tend to refer you to a partner. And if you're out of our wheelhouse, say, for instance, you need $5 million Mm -hmm. and, you know, your information, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get into a little bit later, Mm -hmm. shows that you are bankable. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be able to refer you to one of our partners. In addition to that, if you need services outside of our wheelhouse when it comes down to the technical assistance aspect, Mm -hmm. we also partner with CPAs as well as other organizations like the SBDC and or um, SCORE, for instance. Mm -hmm. We partner with them Mm -hmm. to ensure that we're able to make sure that we just don't tell the customer no. Okay. Or, you know, we cannot help you. We like to provide some type of resource. So if we were to send you over to the SBDC and they will help you with getting all of your ducks in order, Mm -hmm. they may in return turn, you know, return the favor and say, hey, you know, you can go back to BBIF because right now you are in a position to receive funding. And once you get to that place, we'll probably be able to assist you in a way that not only you're able to get funding, but you'll get additional technical assistance services. And then you can also um, qualify for possibly one of our grants Mm -hmm. that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have some micro grants that are coming up soon that we've partnered with uh, Fifth Third as well as the CDC and right here in Tampa. So we have something that's coming up soon, as well as we do something called the reverse to red, which helps startups. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about, you know, do you help other companies outside or companies that's possibly looking to not only gain funding and they're not in a position to receive dollars because Mm -hmm. they're a startup, we do have something called reverse to red. And we have given dollars up to 
$50,000 a year for that. So okay. we do that around June, um, maybe, I'm sorry, April to June, and it's a pitch competition. So I'm okay. excited, you know, to know that we are not just lending dollars, mm-hmm. we're also being able to provide dollars to support startups as well. Wonderful. So um, what is what is one of your most popular programs, a person with a, LL, a business with an LLC or S-Corp, they engage with you? Is it primarily um, those two companies or you address the, some other business structure? Because it's like 10. Do you see other business structures that come into your space and say, hey, we we want to, um, I don't know, we, we want to get the training and so that we can come on stage and, and certify for the business so we can get a loan. So is that your technical assistance, your free service side? Yes. Yeah, so okay. like say, for mm-hmm. instance, if a client does not have their financials mm-hmm. and or their documents in order, such as maybe, you know, they don't have a business plan mm-hmm. or they don't have um, the use of proceeds on why they actually need to dollars because they don't understand, you know, maybe they don't have the collateral. So if they don't understand that process, what we do have obviously is the technical assistance um, consultants that are there. And again, we do have um, additional resources if we're not able to assist them. So let's um, talk about your capacity. How many small businesses um, BBIF could assist in a year and how many have they assisted within a year? Um, Well, with the number being, I'm just going to give a vague number because I don't necessarily have the actual number because Mm -hmm. it changes per year. Um, But say for instance, depending on the need within the state in itself, because we not only provide services in Tampa, we provide service throughout the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And we just now um, announced that we are also providing services in Georgia. So the number varies. It just all depends on the need. Like we were a part of the PPP. We we provided loans as well as dollars to support that um, it just, again, it just depends on the need. It's kind okay. of, it varies. But every year we do pull out a report, and I would love for you to be on our um, annual reports where we provide that type of information. Okay, great. I would love that as well. What are the funding sources and how can the public get involved? You know, where do you get your money from? Is there... Um, is it earmarked just for your organization um, funding and how would a person, you just talked about the access, how they could come to you and get involved in the program. So where does the funding come from? So our funding comes from in-house, mm-hmm. but BBIF also is a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. we go out and we work with, not only commercial banks, but other organizations that are looking to support CDFIs. Mm -hmm. BBIF is a CDFI, which Mm -hmm. is a community development financial institution, Mm -hmm. which we service Mm -hmm. underdeveloped and under 
underserved communities, mm-hmm. such as a East Tampa, mm-hmm. um, where the need is a bit more there. Yes. Whereas, and we want to support those businesses, mom and pop businesses that are needing to be a bit more organized because we want to help them understand the difference between having just a personal bank account and having a business and a personal bank account and knowing how to separate the two. So we do want to make sure that we're able to provide those type of services and supporting the area. So when we need funding, we would either go to obviously our commercial banks that cannot service the smaller, smaller um, businesses that they will send over to us because we do have partnerships with larger banks, obviously, to be able to not only refer clients to us, but we also refer clients to them because once they come to us and they get a loan, we tend to help them expand and grow their businesses Mm -hmm. by providing the support of the technical assistance and being there to ensure that they are utilizing their dollars in the Right. right way to help grow their business. So once their business grow, we can in return send them back over to that commercial bank. And not only do they have the depository at those commercial banks, but they also have the capacity to provide more lending. We do tend to get a lot of clients that are looking to do some acquisitions as far as real estate. So most of them are looking to do a bit more than what we are able to do in our wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. So those commercial banks that we are working with tend to um, be able to help them. So we try to create this ecosystem Mm -hmm. to not only, you know, support a small, um, community of small businesses. We try to expand and support. It's one of the things that we like to do within, you know, working with these commercial banks. Mm -hmm. So commercial bank is a huge supporter of us. Okay. So Mm -hmm. your main um, funding is commercial banking and and probably grants. Am I right? Because it's a nonprofit. And grants. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, So I think you touched on it. Who can apply for the funding? And the, so what is the amount of funding one can expect to get from your organization, BBIF? So BBIF provides 10000 mm-hmm. to $2 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the average loan will be anywhere from um, 50000 to maybe 350000 that mm-hmm. I have seen. Mm-hmm. I have seen some loans come in as in a million requests. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I do like to stress is that um, it's not a, a quick application, mm-hmm. I would say. It is an application that does take some time, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have all of your documents in order. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do, we do ask similar to what commercial banks ask for. Mm-hmm. We ask for a ton of, well, not, I don't want to say a ton, but we do ask for like your business um, tax return for at least up to three years. Mm-hmm. If you have one year, that's fine mm-hmm. because you have to be in business for at least a year and you have to have cash flow for a yeast, at least a year. Mm-hmm. So positive, obviously, cash flow right. um, to be able to receive a loan. I want to stop you right there. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I just want to stay there so people can understand. You want them to have a cash flow that's in the 
black, right? A cash flow that says that they're on board, they're not in the red, they're in the black. And mm-hmm. and that's that's the business that has to be in practice or doing business for a year. At least a year. At least a year. Yes. Okay. So um so wouldn't that take you out of the startup concept though? You would be more of the expanding expansion of business. Well, a startup is anywhere from six months to five years. Okay. So, um, but when we talk about startups that are less than a year, we're not saying we're, we're not able to help them because Mm -hmm. we're able to provide technical assistance. What I am saying for them to receive a loan, they have to be in business mm-hmm. for at least a year and they have to show financials of um, positive cash flow, viable cash flow um, to receive a loan. And the reason for that is because, one, we want to see how you manage your dollars. Yes. And we want to see if your business is capable of receiving funds because what we don't want to do is give you dollars and we put you more in debt and you're not able to keep up with the payments. So that's a good segue into once someone has been approved for a loan. First, I want to ask, what's the turnaround time for Mm -hmm. once all the paperwork is in? Mm -hmm. um, Is there a certain training program that a a, uh, customer have to go through to understand how to manage their monies? Is there any program with understanding how to do financials or asset of the business? Do you have anything like that? We do have something like that, Mm -hmm. but there are a ton of programs Mm -hmm. that are here Mm -hmm. that are free Mm -hmm. um, that will provide that service. So, um, and and I would like to share that because even if they were to call me mm-hmm. and, you know, they need help. Mm-hmm. So we did just provide, well, not just provide, but we just hired a technical assistance mm-hmm. um, officer just for the Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. And that person is going to be able to assist clients on what you just said. You yes. know, will we have that type of of service. Yes, okay. we do provide that type of service. But if it becomes to be overwhelming, we don't want to turn clients away. Right. What we tend to do is we lean to our partners that are able to do those that have tons of consultants, such as the SBDC. Okay. Now, I wanna okay. I wanna complete my question. Okay. I, I wanna know What's once everything is in mm-hmm. and they met all the criteria, which you're going to tell us what the criteria are. Mm-hmm. What is the turnaround time to to and and what is the turnaround time from the time that that person get checked off with meeting all the criteria of getting that loan? What is the turnaround time? So let me just go back to mm-hmm. how the process works. Okay. okay. So if a client calls and want to receive information about how the funding process Mm -hmm, goes. mm -hmm. So what we do is we do an intake call. Mm -hmm. We ask them various questions. And based on those questions, if we feel and they feel comfortable to move forward to do an application, we would send them over an application or they can go online and do an application. Mm -hmm. But if we were to send them over an application, like say for myself, if I were to send you an application, I would request like your name, your first and last name, mm-hmm. your email, mm-hmm. the amount that you're requesting and the type of loan that you're looking to mm-hmm. receive. From there, you're going to receive an email. 
And within that email is going to be an application first, and then it's going to be another part where you put in the documents. It's a very simple process of how you implement the documents. One of the great things that is when I send you the application, you're able to, I am able to see exactly what you're putting into the system. If there needs to be changes, we both are able to do the changes. If there's something that needs to be deleted, then I can delete the document or um, send you a message and say, hey, this is not the correct document or you did not put it in the correct space. Can you move it? And you immediately get that. If all the documents are inputted into the system correctly, I will give you a check mark through all the documents and then it will move to a submitted status. Mm -hmm. Once it's in the submitted status, I can review with you and let you know everything looks good and clear. And then that will be the last conversation that you would have for me mm -hmm. until you speak with the underwriter. Okay. From then there, I send the information over to the underwriter and they take up to maybe two weeks to look at your documents, depending on their backlog. And once they look at your documents and finalize everything with you within those two weeks, it goes to the underwriter. I'm sorry, not the underwriter. It goes to our loan committee. Mm -hmm. Our loan committee is the one that makes the ultimate decision okay. whether you are going to be approved for a loan or if we may need to look into some things a little bit further. They may have questions. They may have concerns. Once we address those concerns, if you are not able to get a loan at that time, we can um, go and revisit within a few months to try to see if we can get you approved. So we don't say no. Okay. At some point, we say not right now. Right. And then if you are obviously approved, um, then you will get a commitment letter from our loan committee, not our loan committee, but our loan officer. And from there, um, we would conduct a closing. Now, I would love to um, let everyone know within our closing, it is a process because we do have an attorney that looks over everything. So if you have any UCC leanings or anything that's out there, tax returns that you did not, you know, um, pay, we look at all of that. And in most cases, we will pay them before we issue out the dollars to you because we want to make sure that you have no other obligations other than obviously, you know, your smaller loans or something yes. that you may have standing. And we do consolidate as well. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have something that needs to be paid and it is obviously something dealing with the federal, then we don't want you to have any outstanding mm -hmm. debt. So we will tend to pay those for you um, out of the dollars that you receive. Mm -hmm. And then whatever is left of that is what you will receive. But at the same time, it will make sure that your business is in good standing because that's the whole point is having a healthy business and being able to grow. Mm -hmm. Very good. So again, that, that can look like a month, two months, it could be the turnaround time, right? So the 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 ultimate time for that will be like a month, okay. a month and a half, depending okay. on. And I always say this: it depends on the client in itself, right? Because right. clients, and and that's one of the things that I have a problem with our people. Sometimes we start things and we do not finish. Mm -hmm. It is important to ask for help. I tell everyone there is no crazy question. Ask for help. Don't be embarrassed. 
because someone else in the room is always asking or thinking the same question that you are thinking maybe not to ask. So with your service, um, like you said earlier, there's a lot of businesses out there for free that would provide technical assistance to get a business healthy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Who is in the same marketing field as you, meaning the competitors? Who would be your competitors? Well, I, I don't say that we have competitors. Okay. I, I, I tend to say that we have resource partners mm-hmm. because a lot of us do the same mm-hmm. thing. We do the same thing as um, some of the CDFIs that are here in Tampa alone. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you have your commercial bank, you have Regents, you have Bank of mm-hmm. America, you have mm-hmm. Fifth Third. They're all obviously going towards the same clients. What I tend to do is that, you know, we are a nonprofit. We're here to support a community. So mm-hmm. I don't feel as though that they are our competitors. Mm-hmm. They're our partners. Mm-hmm. Because if we can't service them, and maybe they can, I don't have a problem sending them over. I to- guess I should ask because mm-hmm. I, I I understand the soft approach to that. Right. But every industry, whether it's nonprofit or not, mm-hmm. have competitors. Mm-hmm. So I guess I should ask you, who do the same thing that you do? Okay. Well, um, we have, who is a CDFI here? I know Suncoast is a okay. CDFI here. Okay. Um, we have BBIC that is based here in Tampa. I think it's a Tampa Bay BBIC. Um, I think their wheelhouse is up to 50000 I think they do micro loans. So we're able to not only partner with them to provide loans for anyone that's over 50000 thousand um suncoast have sent over clients that they were not able to assist um for various reasons um and we were able to help them Mm -hmm. so that created a long-term partnership whereas Mm -hmm. and if they're doing events we are able to attend and vice versa Mm -hmm. so or we're on a panel together we're able to share obviously resources and information and also able to work with each other when it comes down to events that we're a part of throughout the community. Okay, so the question would be, how big is the black community that you service? Do you have, you know, um, some kind of survey to say in the Tampa, in Tampa, we have maybe 10,000 potential candidates or in Clearwater and St. Pete, we have maybe 20,000 combined because, And the reason for that question is many programs out there, as many dollars out there, we don't see the influx of black businesses in in different um, industries across the board. So would you speak on that um, for, give us some information as to why we don't actually have full access to black businesses in the community? Well, um, I think it goes back to me talking about how we are so excited to start something Mm -hmm. and not complete. Mm -hmm. I would say in my pipeline alone, people will get excited about the opportunity, what we're doing and the process. But when it comes down to doing the applications and come down to submitting the documents, 
not sure if there's a trust factor. I'm not sure if it's like, oh, I don't want a loan because that's a debt. I'm not sure if it's, um, I just don't want to do it type situation. But I may have 20 to 30 people that showed interest and started an application but did not complete. And then, of course, we would outreach and try to see what the problem is and see how we can help. Because what we are not going to do is give you a loan that you cannot afford. That is something that we pride ourselves in and making sure that you understand that it's a debt. But if you're going out and getting these fintech and fintech are these quick turnaround, 24 hour, I'll give you $50,000 and it'll be in your account the very next day, not understanding that you're paying 35% interest or um, some high level interest that you have no clue um, how much is that going to be once you start making payments on the dollars that you borrow. We get tons of those clients that come over to us. It's easier to get the quick fix. That's why you see those payday loans or those little um, shops that come up in the black community because we want money and we want money fast. We don't understand the process of what it takes to get something that's going to ultimately help you. You go to the doctor and you get your checkup once a year, maybe twice a year. You know who your doctor is. A lot of times clients that we have don't know who their banker. They don't know anything about financial advising. So it's more about the education versus the dollars. We want to get to the dollar before we understand how to compound and grow money. We don't understand that piece. And once we really understand that, then yes, we can grow. We can get more companies involved in understanding the process it takes to get to those dollars. There's always a saying that, you know, the poor man is going to use their own money. Because I have a lot of people say, well, I'm not borrowing money. I don't want to borrow money. I can use my own money. But they don't see the growth. It's like a cycle that you're they're going into. As long as they're making $200,000 a year, they're fine. But the rich man uses somebody else's money. And when they use someone else's money, they compound it because they understand that they're not using their money. They're paying themselves a salary. They're borrowing from someone else. And at that same time, they're able to make those smaller payments from someone else, but then also continue to still pay themselves. And if we learn to see that and teach that within our communities, I think that will be a better choice for us. But Again, we have to teach it in the right way. We're not saying go out and get credit cards and add crazy interest because that's what we do. We'll go and get a credit card because it's fast and it's quick. But if you understand the process of getting a loan and what it takes and compiling everything, not consolidating in a way of, oh, let me just go ahead and just consolidate all these credit cards. No. So, um, well, you know, there's a lot of school of thought out there about mm-hmm. perhaps what you just said, because at one time, the black community was the epitome of business owners, mm-hmm. and they was the epitome of um, other people looking on and envying them. Mm-hmm. And so can you um, elaborate on the fact that why is it that the the 
compound interest and the idea of getting loans from banks is so difficult to convince a group of people who out of the struggle and everything else was actually business owners and, and business makers and um, job creationers, you know, what has changed and what have broken that down? Because um, it, it sounds like the, the um, knowledge and the intellect that come out of the Sphinx from years of oppression have dissipated. Instead, we should be more on board with doing it better than anybody else since that was part of the struggle throughout time? Well, you know, back in the day, black folks did put their money in um, banks. And what happened? They stole their money. So I think that's why I go back to when I said that it could be the trust factor. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not a depository bank. Mm -hmm. We are a lender, Mm -hmm. and and that's what we do. We Mm -hmm. lend dollars to small businesses. And I do understand um, that a lot of clients, especially in lower-income communities, don't tend to trust banks or understand the process of, um, going through and getting a loan or putting your money in the trust. I mean, my very own grandmother did the same. Like she was married to the governor in Bahamas and would travel over to Bahamas every year, um, not every year, every month mm-hmm. to get her money and then come back over to the States. Obviously, it's kind of illegal now, but she's no longer here. Mm-hmm. God rest her soul. But she would go over um to the bank and deposit into her um, safety deposit box versus putting it into a bank. Obviously, because she didn't want them to tax it because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to. My father did similar. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm familiar. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. it's a lot dealing with the trust. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always go back to um, the financial literacy, mm-hmm. understanding what you can and cannot do within banks. Okay. Understanding that just like you go to a doctor and do checkups, you can do checkups with your financial institution. You should know who your banker is. You should also know um, how much money you have. A lot of us do that Russian roulette. Like, let me see if this debit card will work. Um, and, and that's not a healthy financial practice that you should keep as a business owner and as someone who has their own finances. I want to you use interchangeable words. You mm-hmm. use the Suncoast Credit Union, mm-hmm. use the banking, and then there's BBIF. Mm-hmm. So what are the difference, you know, because all three of those was used. I know BBIF is a non-traditional lending institution. Right. Right. Okay. So um, for the public, they hear those three terms. Well, is she just a bank? Is she just a credit union? What is she? So please, what is the different criteria that just can be just one difference from each um institution just to keep them on board that there's three out there three separate requirements well we are a cdfi Mm -hmm. all three of us are Mm -hmm. cdfis Mm -hmm. um bbif is a certified cdfi which means that we had to obviously um meet 
all standards to mm-hmm. remain mm-hmm. a CDFI. Mm-hmm. Um, Suncoast is a CDFI as well, mm-hmm. but they also provide deposit. I mean, yeah, depository mm-hmm. as well as um, they are a credit union. Mm-hmm. We are not yet a credit union, but we are looking to become a credit union in 2024. So we all have different things that's going on. Um, I'm clear. I'm 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 sure that um, Suncoast could probably provide a more insight. I think they are the largest CDFI um, throughout the state, state. Mm-hmm. as well as um, you know they are a a huge supporter. And a lot of things when it comes down to education. Um, As far as BBIC, um, I know that they are huge in Tampa Bay area as well. Um, They've been here ever since, I think, the beginning of the BBICs. And for us, we are statewide. We provide, again, 51 percent of our dollars mm-hmm. goes to black businesses mm-hmm. so we are unapologetically black mm-hmm. and we support that in every way possible mm-hmm. we do provide services to everyone but again 51 percent of our dollars goes to black because a lot of us are not able to walk into banks and re- walk out with a loan for our businesses so that's where i want to stop and i want to get you to What's the big difference? If there's one difference between your organization requirements to get funding, microloans, and the bank, what is the big difference? Well, with your commercial banks, I I think for us, our credit scores don't have to be in the 700s. I'm not sure what the credit score is for a commercial bank at this point, but I know for us, a lot of our products doesn't require a credit score. We look, we take the holistic approach. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do is we don't just look at one thing and deny you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can tell us why your credit score is 600 and not a 620, um, it could be because of pandemic. It could be because of the fact that you really had a bad month or two in regards to um, your credit cards being high, you know, you are putting your credit cards is basically helping you, you know, carry your business or something like that. If you can give us a viable reason why your credit score is not where it is, or if there is a concern in other areas, we talk you through those and understand why it's not just a definite no. Um, so what is BBIF marketing strategy to to recruit from the areas that they're in? You, you know, because that's one of the biggest aspects that we touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, I never heard of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said you've been in existence for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what entity do you recruit from? What what would we see that would indicate there's a BBIF there on a regular basis? So one of the things um, I was charged with when I took on the position mm-hmm. is obviously get out in the community and do community outreach mm-hmm. when it comes to attending um, different events, mm-hmm. being on panels, going to the commercial banks, letting them know that we are now here. Um, in support of clients that they are not able to support. Mm -hmm. So being a referral agent for us to be able to assist them 
Um, clearly, one person can't do it all. Mm-hmm. So now that we have hired mm-hmm. an additional staff member mm-hmm. to support Tampa, and I'm pretty sure it would grow as the need um, grows. When it comes down to marketing, you know, I, I tend to go to a lot of events, having something like this, being mm-hmm. able to talk about what we do while we're here, um, how we can help. We don't just say no, we say not right now, or we do provide, you know, just letting them know that we've able to support businesses in Tampa Bay alone. We have provided new market tax credits to the skill center, um, feeding Tampa Bay, junior achievement, and another health facility here just alone. And over $40 million have been invested into Tampa Bay with new market tax credits. Great, and thank you for that. Um, but one of the things that is in a survey, it seems like everything functions in a bubble, mm-hmm. right? Um, what about um, coming outside of that bubble, being in places that you're unfamiliar with, treading new territories? Because mm-hmm. there are definitely a lot of new territories out there changing all the time. And... Uh, one thing about black people that you find them in unique places doing unique things. So mm-hmm. you have to not be in that traditional ecosystem. You have to step out of that traditional ecosystem and get into the places where there may be a mom par business that just completely thought they wasn't prepared to come to a BBIF or one of the things being one of the original people, of the black pages, we found businesses that um, no one ever knew, and we offered them opportunities to put their business in the spotlight. And I'm sure those businesses are still out there that mm-hmm. um, would be your clients. And so, but I think it would be very difficult to find them if you do the same old thing that you always have done, you know, whatever 35 years have been doing, not per se, per se you, just... Um, because when we grow black businesses, we, we do want to think that they would employ black people. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have to um, do something different because the um, the horizon of black businesses are slow coming. We don't we don't have an industry. Um, could you give us three industries that you notice that are that are growing that have gotten financial funding from you? What industries come to you? that's out there that we can actually understand and patronize because black businesses usually um, depend on black people to patronize them. Um, well, I kind of want to go back and, and I'll answer that. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to, um, you know, stepping outside of the box mm-hmm. and well, BBIF have stepped out mm-hmm. of the box when it comes mm-hmm. to that, because, our headquarters are in Orlando mm-hmm. and they were in Orlando for quite a bit before going into North Florida, which is Jacksonville mm-hmm. area. And then she has mm-hmm. that regional director has a region. Mm-hmm. Um, recently we um, went into South Florida, which is the Miami Dade area, Broward, West Palm beach. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, as I stated, I've been here for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for me being here a year, it's obviously getting out. The mm-hmm. word is starting to get out. 
yes, we can do additional things, but then at the same time, um, it's going to take time Mm -hmm. and going to, you know, events and, and being a part of different chambers or, um, you know, speaking on panels, various different panels, letting them know, because, you know, I walk into rooms and I let them know that I'm unapologetically Mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. I let them know that 51% of our dollars, everyone likes that, whether you are a donor, Mm -hmm. whether you are a person that is looking for funding, that is something that's going to draw you. But then at the same time, it, it lasts for a while there in that room. At some point, we're going to have to make our people understand that you have to be accountable right for following up because some people say oh I called one time or I didn't get this it's like yes we try to make the process smooth for you yes I try to return everybody's call or if you send me an email I'll try to email you back that same day but you have to realize it's your business it's not my business so if you need the services you're going to not only follow up, but also step up to the plate as well, because we do whole hands, a lot of hand holding. But then at the same time, we want you to be able to be in a position to own that this is my business and it, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help and grow my business. Right. Exactly. Um, but I think that old cliche that, um, People have to be willing to step into the mainstream is what I think that's a big that's a real fear for them Mm -hmm. to actually be held accountable for stepping into the mainstream, Mm -hmm. because this is this is a lift up, Mm -hmm. you know, to get into the mainstream and open your doors just like everybody else open their doors and compete for those dollars. And so um, what I, I mean, what are the success rate? After you look at five years of data from uh, getting funding for BBIF, what what is the success rate? If it was 500 businesses um, and today, do they exist or what was the next level of their um, being into business? Um, Did they bring on more employees? Did it expand? Did it open up new shops? Because that tells whether a strategy is working or not, you know, as an organization strategy is working that allows you to retweak it and say, Hey, you know what? I think we need to do this or do that. If we look at the um, longitudinal data. So could you um, elaborate on some of that um, information? So um, we have, well, you asked earlier and I do have some of the data right now. Um, we have helped over 1,100 um, businesses receive loans. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, um, $81 million have received loans. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily received loans, but $81 million have been invested, mm-hmm. obviously. And then our loan loss rate is less than 4%, mm-hmm. and it has been consistent with that because, again, having that technical assistance to be able to support the business, even when they receive a loan, right? they are still required to attend our technical assistance because we want to make sure that they're able to utilize their finances in a way to help scale and grow their business. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, 
13,000 jobs have been, well, over 13,000 jobs have been created Mm -hmm. and these communities. So when you say that, you know, the impact, we have data to show that there is positive impact Mm -hmm. that can it be a lot better yes Mm -hmm. um one of the reasons why is that you know we want people to know that we're here we have the dollars to support Mm -hmm. you and your business we want to make sure that we're giving you a loan that's not going to break bank i'm sorry break your bank we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're able to afford it and still grow your business and still be able to live so it's more like a training institution to mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. it's training you to mm-hmm. be um, responsible for your business. Mm-hmm. So you don't get a lot of places that really take the time to say, we want to see you win. We right. want to see you grow. It's not that we are still going to get money out of it. Yes, we we obviously going to get something just because it's a loan. But at the end of the day, we want to see you win more so than anything. Okay, that's good. So again, the top three businesses that you see or the top five that you see that you uh, are actually providing loans to, you know, that that um, kind of shows the, the trend of what's growing out there. Um, one of the things that, well, one of the businesses that I would, um, well, industries would like to talk about is um, the beauty Beauty has been one of the major factors when it comes down to um, finances and receiving dollars mm-hmm. from BBIF. A lot of people are having beauty salons, whether it's nails, hair, um, whether they're in the business of just selling wigs. Mm-hmm. If they show that they have potential, we are able to support them. Um, another one would be um, real estate. Clients are looking to do acquisitions and or expand within their businesses um, or multi-development. Mm-hmm. And transportation is another one for us. You have some people that are looking to expand their trucking companies. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a veteran that just received a loan this year for um her business and she had a really interesting story and we were able to support her in getting her first truck in addition to um, the plans that she had to not only receive that truck but then within five years she was going to continue to try to you know buy another truck so a lot of it is just to make sure that we're able to help our companies expand and grow. And I like the idea. So something is happening good because you said the attrition rate is less than four percent, and that's mm-hmm. consistent. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I, I don't I I don't think the banks have that small attrition rate. But um, I think um, this organization. I hope that everyone is aware that it exists, who are sincere about going into business and willing to work through their differences because it is um, problem solving. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's all about Mm -hmm. problem solving. So will you please give the audience your contact information? Okay. Well, again, my name is Tarnisha Peters. I am the regional director for BBIF. 
My telephone number is 813-771-0378. And my email address is tpeters, which is T as in Tom, P as in Paul, E as in Eric, T as in Tom, E as in Eric, R as in Robert at bbif.com. And you can also go to our website, which has a wealth of information. You can go to our borrow section as well as our technical assistance and our FAQs will provide a lot of information to support um, the work that we do. Um, Again, we are a mission-based and we are a certified CDFI. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you what on the frontier, what is your next um, roadmap? Where are you going now? You know, you guys are been out there for 35 years, I guess every year, every couple of years, you redefine your mission, you um, elevate and you look at the horizon and you say, this is where we're going next. Um, Could you elaborate on what could we see, what should we expect to see from BBIF in the future? Well, um, as you stated that um, we need to do a little bit more marketing. So that was one of the reasons why we do have a new technical assistance officer. So I'm looking to do a bit more of webinars. Mm -hmm. Education is one of our main goals Mm -hmm. to help small businesses understand their finances. So we would love to be a part of not only um, panels, but doing workshops in various different areas with either the chamber, the city, the um, county, whomever is actually offering those, we want to be a part. We want to actually make a huge impact in the community, not only for sponsorships, but a support to let them know that we have grants that are rolling out soon. We have different programs to help startups all the way to obviously established businesses. We want to be able to let the community know that we are here for them. Um, There's no crazy question. Ask me any questions. I am here. Um, Especially want to make sure that we're just creating an impact that's needed within our communities. Okay. So um, I didn't want to gloss over the fact because we are, what, a year uh, north of COVID. Mm -hmm. How did you guys survive COVID? What, what, What did that look like that year and a half to two years? Um, PPP was a big, uh, influence on Mm -hmm. our clients, obviously. Mm -hmm. So we just jumped on a bandwagon and supported, um, providing dollars Mm -hmm. to businesses that needed it as well as we're able to complete the applications with it. Cause we are an SBA lender as well. SBA Mm -hmm. is also, um, one of our lenders. So we want to make sure obviously that we support clients in those endeavors. So um, when it was PPP, we were able, not PPP, I'm sorry. When it was a COVID, we just wanted to make sure that we were there to provide the resources. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, with the SBA, they also do a lot of our backing. If Mm -hmm. a client falls short, then we're able to have that, you know, threshold with the Oh, that's SBA. that's good. That's great. So mm-hmm. I guess um, overall, um, thank you for being in the Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that in the coming years, more people get to know you you exist because mm-hmm. um, it is a, a a very valuable kept secret, right. you know, and um I, I I would say you need a billboard. I would <laughs> say you need a bullhorn because I mm-hmm. think, 
I think the education of the black community is now understanding they're going to have to be in control of their own destiny. Mm -hmm. And so being a business owner, no matter how small or how big, um, yeah, so um, no matter how small or how, how big, it's important that we be able to provide jobs in our community and keep some money. The, the, the theory is the reason why we can't keep any money in our community because we don't have we don't own any businesses mm -hmm. and 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 a lot of that goes to the fact that we give our monies out to other agencies that take it and spend the money in their community and not ours so hopefully it'll be more conversation coming from BBIF about that and more marketing and refining of um, the organization so that more people will um, find a way to you. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, and then also like, I have a question for you. Sure. What would you like to see, um, more from BBIF? Like being the fact that you are a part of the community, but what would you like to see in support of, um, small businesses and the things that you've heard in right. the area? So, um, being attached to being a business owner before, um, and being around black business owners and mainstream and being global as, as a citizen, what I think BBIF would need to do is to keep real good research on industries mm -hmm. that, these, that could provide services and products to the black community and, and try to target to say, hey, you know what, we need maybe a... Um, haberdashery, a, a very well-designed mail store, or we need um, a um, equipment store, whatever is healthy in the community to do more uh, research or feasibility studies to say, we're going to promote these businesses. We're going to see if um, we can find candidates or business owners out there that want to do this in these various um, businesses. And I think one of the best businesses to be in in the black community is a school system, some kind of who wants to start a school system or um, it doesn't have to be a K through 12 just to educate the community or resource centers, you know, who comes in to do that because the only way uh, we're going to re-educate is to actually have some institutions out there that want to help our people get there, go to the next level. Because right now I know we're doing a good job, but I don't know where to buy my shoes from other than the traditional stores. I don't know where to uh, get my, my buy a car from other than traditional um, car dealers. And um, one of the things we also have to teach is good customer service. Oh, yes. You know, that's, you know, courteous, be professional. Mm -hmm. And the business owners have to, they have to be on top of that because that's one of the skepticisms about um, engaging in black businesses. They may not get treated well. And they might not get treated well in other places too, but they tend to hold that against us um, more if it's a black business. Mm -hmm. So I think customer service is a training that needs to be um talked about and trained about and, you know, and implemented in different industries. So, I mean, I, I'm talking about pieces that you might not be able to do, but I'm just saying that some of the things that um, stop black businesses from growing is that 
the um, ability and the knowledge and dealing with the public might be a drawback as well as, you know, because sometimes you can take care of the money, but you got to do all the other things to get them on board. So I'm talking about a lot of things now. So those are just things that I I read about and I think about and, you know, and I go through studies, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what is the trend? And Mm -hmm. so I'm looking forward to BBIF doing great things because you are there and Mm -hmm. beyond. Um, But it's a lot of work. Yes, it is a lot of work. It, it definitely is more work than two people. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, but the drive for me is being able to call someone mm-hmm. and letting them know mm-hmm. that they were approved. Yes. Like I did yesterday. Yes. Um, what I thought was going to be a five minute call, mm-hmm. it turned out to be almost an hour because of how happy this individual was mm-hmm. and also how many no's she received before mm-hmm. she heard a yes. yes was it the ideal loan at the time no because obviously she still has some things to work on however the the thing that i want clients to know small businesses to know it is a process it is definitely a process and if you stay consistent Consistency is major and is key. You will see growth. You will see your business scale to a level that it wasn't the day before. But consistency to me is key. Um, and then on top of that, I don't, I didn't talk about this, um, mm-hmm. but we do have contract financing, and I wanted to make and stress that as well, because that's another industry, mm-hmm. um, contractors, mm-hmm. minority contractors, mm-hmm. obviously they are getting a bit more support. They're, they're different organization. USF, from, from us mm-hmm. as well as within the County, as well as within, um, the post-secondary education, mm-hmm. um, USF has mm-hmm. a, a contractor's program. Mm-hmm. Um, but for BBIF, we provide contract financing up to 500000 mm-hmm. And let me be clear on that. Mm-hmm. If you receive a contract from the state or federal government and you don't get, obviously, the dollars up front, we're able to support that contract based on the dollars that you're supposed to receive. Mm-hmm. And as you go along, you can actually have a line of credit mm-hmm. to be able to start working, mm-hmm. start hiring folks, Start paying off, you know, possible debt and Mm -hmm. or getting equipment. Those dollars are there to support your business um, as contract financing. And a lot of organizations don't do that, especially CDFIs are not doing that. That's very important. And we are doing that Mm -hmm. to help businesses with getting those dollars up front so they don't have to go and not to knock any factoring companies, but so they don't have to go to a factoring company and maybe wait six months to, you know, before they get their dollars and they're out of so much money. We want to be able to support them up the beginning. This is what you're supposed to pay the dollars. Um, And obviously there's various um, Mm -hmm. uh, information on that, that Mm -hmm. I can't get into because Mm -hmm. every case is different. Right. Um, But it is something that we do provide to small businesses. I am surprised you did not mention restaurants. 
Restaurants is one of the keys, but I have yet to um, do a deal with a restaurant myself. I have some that are um, prospects, but the thing is with restaurants, I have a couple that are looking to um, find and build out their places. Mm -hmm. I have some that are looking to try to own the place that they're in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have one that um, is looking for finance, but well, obviously a loan, but they haven't completed the application. So, and the reason why that's interesting um, over the last couple of years, one of the main things that comes across when you ask black people well, I don't have a place to gather. I don't have, we don't have really good restaurants. You know, those are the things that people complain about. Now, does that mean we need five, six, ten restaurants? Um, don't know. But restaurants is something that people do often. That means they spend money out of their community often because they are not a high quality or enough quality restaurants that they would be able to identify to spend their dollars in. So that was, that was surprising to me. That was surprising. Yeah, one, we do. Um, one other thing we do, that is an industry mm-hmm. that we do support, but at the same time, I have yet to close right. one. So information, give it out one more time and we're going to do a wrap up. We got to. Okay. Again, my name is Tarnesha Peters. My number is. and I am the regional director for BBIF. Please give me a call anytime. My email address is tpeters at bbif.com. Thank you. So you heard it, community. Miss Peters, she just gave us the information about BBIF. You need to start up your business and go see her. And don't be afraid because she will help you get that funding for your business. Thank you. Until next week. Goodbye. Many times I've been told that I should go, but they don't know what we got, baby. They may not see the love in you, but love I do. And I'll stay right here. Mm. Sweet, sweet, baby. Life is crazy, but there's one thing I am sure of, I'm your lady, always baby, and I love you now and ever. Sugar wishes don't change what is real or how it feels in the bad times. For what? Yeah. <laughs>